everybody. You're here with us for another Psalm session. You are joined by Miles, and over there on the phone... It's Brent, as always. Hey, Brent. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm sad. <laughs> still still missing you. I'm, still oh, missing I, you. I miss you, too. No, I'm sad. <laughs> I So you know how Facebook does the whole, uh, like, uh, memories? It pops up yeah. those memories? Yeah, it showed yeah. me today, uh, this time last year, the main stage for the festival was being built. We were in the park... We were all there with our super cool Sound of Music jackets on. The giant transformer of a stage was getting rolled in. Uh, and instead, I'm in my cold, dark basement recording a podcast virtually uh, because that's our world now. Uh, you know, you're right. I, I saw you actually share that Facebook memory and uh, I commented on it uh, earlier, sort of saying something to the effect of uh, them's were the days. You them's know? were uh, the days. It's yeah. it's hard to believe a year has passed and uh, how much has changed. But, you know, I, I think the, the the big piece here is exactly as you say, you know, we're we're all really missing the fact that right now at this very moment we would have been virtually living in the park, doing all the setup and getting yeah. ready to welcome everybody to the festival. And, and it was exciting. Like last year was uh, for both you and I was our, our first festival go. And uh, it, it was cool. Like watching the things get built. The main stage was the one that impressed me. It, it rolls in as this like transport truck. And then it kind of unfolds to become the Optimus Prime of that's a nerdy Transformers reference for those of you who aren't <laughs> hip to that. Uh, yeah, it, it transforms into the stage and, you know, it takes a crew of people to do it, but it's really cool to watch them roll this stage in and then, you know, a day later it's, or I guess roll this cube in and a day later it's a gigantic stage and yeah, the transformation of the park and the fences going up and the vendors coming in and all the the volunteers and everybody was so excited and, uh, you know, I miss the volunteers and I miss the buzz and I miss the park and it was, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a bit of a somber day, I think. Yeah, for anyone who, who doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, know or hasn't had uh, the opportunity to sort of be behind the scenes or see the behind the scenes of setting up for, you know, an, an event of, of the size of, of what we do with Sound of Music, it, it, you, you really do marvel at how, you know, we, we start with a blank slate, an empty park, just, you know, a sea of green grass and, uh, within a matter of a couple of days, it, it's it's like we've got our own little city that's uh, yeah. that's built there. Our yeah. shanty town. <laughs> I miss our sh- <laughs> I miss our shanty town very much, and uh, and yeah, and then we would move into the hotel, and you know, I, I would miss my family for sure. We'd be gone for like the month of June, but it was it was an experience, and it's uh, it is kind of sad that it's gone. But you know, we're we're happy that we were able to the the new the phrase everyone's using is pivot. We've been able to pivot, and we've brought you some at home, and. You know, we've got some great artists lined up on the education front. We've got some great, uh, we've got some great kind of tutorials and masterclass coming up. Uh, we've got our, our artist summit, who's going to help you with your career once we get things back on track in this world. And then, of course, our streaming artists that are coming to you live from their homes. And what's cool about the streaming artists is, uh, you know, when this whole lockdown started, it was like, you know, Johnny and his guitar sitting on his couch. Uh, in the dark and it was like it was like the best they could do but now everyone is kind of pivoting or adapting to it and the production quality is getting so much better and it's it's almost becoming this really cool intimate at home concert experience and it's cool how the industry has been able to to meet that need 
Yeah, it's 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 fun to watch and it's impressive to see uh, the creativity and and what everyone is doing. I mean, uh, as much as we still miss that real in-person live experience, um, it it, ha- it has been kind of fun to to watch everybody adapt and, and some of the things that they're doing and still making sure that you know we can uh, we can bring a live music experience uh, to an audience and and that's you know right now. Uh, something that can't be understated it's a it's a pretty pretty important thing we've got to give people that escape from the crazy stresses of uh of what's happening every day absolutely and of course we've got the psalm sessions still going strong uh now today we have uh i'm i'm really excited about this guest um we have john angus guitar player of the trues joining us on the phone uh i i love the trues have you seen them live brent I have a few times. Yeah. Uh, the, these guys are, you know, right up there right now in terms of. Uh, we can we call them a Canadian uh, rock royalty? I think we Hells, can. Yes, we can. Uh, well, I just did. It's so. our show. We can call them anything we want. Frankly, but there you go. I think they've I earned think, the title you've given them for sure. Yeah, they sure have. And and what's fun again is, you know, we're talking about music and, and great musicians from across the country. And although, uh, you know, these guys. Uh, aren't originally from here. They come from uh, from Nova Scotia originally. Uh, they're calling Hamilton their home now. And so, you know, Hamilton, Burlington, Golden Horseshoe area is just such a cool hotbed of amazing musical talent. And the fact that we get to chat with these guys is a lot of fun. Absolutely. So on that note, let's jump on over to the phone here and uh, welcome John Angus to the show. John Angus, how you doing? I'm doing good. That's, that's great. Uh, how you doing? Uh, you know, I, I, it's, poof, I don't even know where to begin with questions like that anymore, the way the world is going, but I think all yeah. things considered, I, I'm doing pretty well. I, I am. Yeah. It's, it's a weird, or it's a weird time we find ourselves in for so many reasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, hard to know where to begin, but I mean, <laughs> right? generally you guys are, you guys are healthy, right? This is it. Is okay. we're, we're healthy. We're doing well. Okay. We're, we're thankfully still employed despite you know, everything going on in the musical industry. So there's not a whole lot we yeah. can complain about right now. Well, you know, we were just uh, we were just chatting about how a year ago from this time, we were physically in Spencer Smith Park beginning the build to set up for uh, for the festival. And so, uh, you know, a whole year has passed and we're we're definitely missing that connection and, and getting getting ramped up and excited for uh, for another festival year. Yeah, man. I mean, tell me about that. I mean, like, I, we every day brings more bad news to my my world when it comes to that. We we had a really full summer on the books. You know, we had shows from coast to coast, and maybe had shows in the states, and we had uh, some stuff lined up for Europe, and it's all just yeah, it's all gone to the wind. And I, I mean, I know why, and I and I understand it. It's just I, I mean, on certain days. Uh, it gets to me a little more than others. You know, some days I feel, I guess like everybody else, I feel more, you know, a little stronger than on other days. And some days it just really bums me out thinking how, how, you know, what, how much more different this summer is going to be than every other summer of my adult life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's hard to not be angry at it, you know, like it's, and it's funny to be angry at something that, you know, you really, there's no physical thing to be angry at, but it's hard to not be because of all these changes and the impact it's having on people. And, you know, in, in every degree from the severe to the most minor and the, the annoying inconveniences of now going to the grocery store all the way yeah. through to, you know, the terrible things that are going on in the world. It's, it's, yeah, it's like what we're done with 2020. Like, let's move on. I know. The only way I can put it, you know, in perspective for myself is that 
plenty of other parts of the world have have been confronting, you know, uh, contagious diseases and, yeah. and epidemics and pandemics, and I've had to like make that a part of their preparedness in everyday life. And we've never really had to deal with it. I mean, we had a bit of a dry run with SARS, but yeah. that felt like a blip. It felt yeah. like a blip compared to what we're going through. So I feel like now we just know what it's like and maybe next time we'll be more prepared. Maybe we'll take something away from this that's like, okay, well, we need to be ready right away if, if something like this starts up again so that it's not so, such a big impact on our on our society. Like this is, this, this is, I mean, this couldn't have gone much worse. I mean, and no. it's nobody's fault. It's just nobody, we weren't ready. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, jumping, jumping right into music here, like what have you been doing? Have you been finding ways to keep busy? Are you... Do you talk to the guys much? Like, how's how's musical life going? Uh, it's it's going. You know, we're we're finding things to do here and there. We've we've never live streamed more um, than than we have been doing, uh, which has been nice. It's been nice to stay in contact with our fans because um, that's the connection that you miss when you when you're not playing live, and it's kind of like a facsimile of that. You know, you get to reach out to people and hear back from them a little bit, uh, which yeah. has been good. And and we've been. I mean, kind of writing, just speaking from, for myself, I'm not the most prolific right now for whatever reason. I mean, I have two kids at home. I know that's got something to do with it. <laughs> uh, they're taking up a lot of my time, but, uh, but I'm just not, you know, so I go through phases where I can just write and write and write and that I'm not in one of those and I haven't been since the pandemic started. I don't know if it's connected, but I mean, I'm also producing a little bit and, and just going over a lot of old material and old tracks. The truth my, my band just launched this thing with Patreon where we're doing this kind of fan club through Patreon where people mm-hmm. can sign up for 10 bucks a month and, and basically get access to uh, all this rare and previously unreleased and all these crazy exclusive things. And that's been a big project that I've been, that I've kind of undertook since the pandemic started, basically just like cataloging shows and demos and, and unreleased stuff. And, um, you know, finding a way to like, I guess keep the career alive while giving back to your fans while keeping occupied and all the above kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that uh, fan club experience piece. I, I just actually watched your, your promo video when you announced that you're, you're doing that. Look like you guys had a little bit of fun in the video and there's some, some awesome things that fans can, can tap into to stay you know connected to you guys now. And, and as you go forward. Yeah, I mean, it looks like this year is going to be a write-off, you know, as far as getting back on stage. I mean, anything anything that can, that, that happens this year is going to be just a bonus in the, the way that I'm seeing it. So, so yeah, we got to find ways to keep people engaged and keep checking in with people. And one of the things we have going for us as a band is our longevity. You know, we've been at this for 20 years, and, and there's so much stuff in the archives. You know, every time I... Every time I get some time, which lately I have some time, uh, you know, if you dig up old hard drives, you find songs that were left off records and you can't remember why. And you find, you know, heaps and heaps of live shows and you find all these other relics, you know, live concerts that were recorded but never, you know, filmed but never released. And, you know, we've always kind of toyed with the idea of getting this stuff to people in some kind of creative way. And uh, then we heard about Patreon, but it's like, it's basically a subscription. You subscribe to the band and the band gives you a certain amount of things every month that you wouldn't otherwise have access to. So that's been like a fun project. It's it's going to be a good way to stay connected to people in the meantime. And, and we plan to just keep it going even once life goes, you know, back to normal. So, you know, you, you mentioned there 20 years, this band has been around for 20. Now I, I did do some, some homework here before the interview. Now you guys started out in high school as a band called Trouser. Is this true? 
Yeah, there was a name before that. It was One Eye Trouser. <laughs> One Eye Trouser. Yeah. <laughs> How's that for mature? <laughs> well, I mean, Rainbow Butt Monkeys, they, they had their yeah. day too. Finger Eleven's doing all right. But yeah. like, what, what, yeah. like, what, what has been this progression for you? And did you ever think that 20 years later you'd still be going with hundreds of thousands of fans worldwide? Um, I don't think that's your motivation when you start. You know, like for us, being from such a small town, a town called Antigonish in Nova Scotia, uh, we were not great hockey players, <laughs> uh, not, not great athletes. Um, and the only other option besides getting into serious trouble was playing music. And um, for us, luckily, we fell into that pretty hard. Uh, you know, we just always loved rock and roll music growing up and then decided in our mid-teens that we would, you know, try to do it ourselves. And immediately, Jack and Colin and I, same sort of three founding members, uh, we started the band up together and and kind of never looked back in a sense. Like, uh, back then, the goal was, like, fill the show on the weekend. And, you know, tr- try to get everybody out to this thing and try to get to this place. And you just kind of go a step at a time with your goals. And then the goals get bigger and, and things start to happen and you catch a few lucky breaks. And then next thing you know, you're, you've been at it for 20 years. <laughs> nice. So in those 20... Now you, I mean, obviously you're, you're playing live. You've talked quite a bit about recording. You're doing some producing. Like what part of this industry for you and what part of your career is the, you know, the real part that you love to sink your teeth into and chew on? Are you on the stage? Are you in the studio? What, what's your favorite bit? I love recording in the studio and I, and I always have. And I, I love taking what I've learned from making our, all of our records with all of these great producers that we've worked with. And I've loved imparting that onto other artists like as, as a producer um so that that to me is very rewarding but there's something about the live show it's like a fix that you get it's like once you're hooked on it it's this fix that you get that nothing else can quite replace and uh not everybody feels that way we've had band members come and go who detested the road or you know or just just like the anxiety or you know these kinds of things i'm not one of those people i I get a, a real charge out of it that nothing else quite replaces. So as much as I love recording and making music and bringing music to life in the studio, the fix of playing live is sort of like irreplaceable. Nice. Wanna wanna ask you guys about your rock search experience uh, down the road uh, in St. Catharines hits FM a number of years ago. Um, was that a a turning point for you guys, and was that also another step that? led you uh kind of moving from the east coast and and finding yourselves landing uh here in in hamilton and calling hamilton home now yeah i mean in a roundabout way uh, people always ask how we ended up in niagara falls which is where we ended up you know uh the sort of the short version of the story is that we were touring out of nova scotia as high school did the summer after we left high school jack and i were in the same like grade so we left at the same time a couple of older that summer we went all the way across Canada on our own. We just picked up the phone and booked ourselves across the country. And on our way back, we had a couple of good shows in Toronto at the Horseshoe, and a manager from Buffalo saw us there and asked us if we would come back and play for his. He had some clubs in Buffalo. And this was like just before 9-11. I feel like it was like the year, be- year before, the year leading up to that. And so we were sort of hopping out of Buffalo, New York, and decided that, you know, we probably should live in the the states for that would be complicated and we bought we ended up renting a house in niagara falls 
And that was where we set up shop for like two years to sort of get ourselves on the map in like Southern Ontario, which seemed to be where all the industry was, you know, compared to where we came from. Uh, so in that two years, we acquired like a manager uh, that, you know, the guy in Buffalo didn't work out. So we ended up signing with Larry Wanigas out of Toronto and he brought in Ralph James from the agency group to, to represent us as an agent. And then, you know, shortly thereafter, we were making records and, and with one of Larry's other clients, Gordy Johnson from Big Sugar. And he produced our earliest demos. And I think it was with those demos that we entered Rock Search, which was like the biggest local, everybody, you know, you guys know all about it, but the biggest local rock station in the Niagara region, you know, based out of St. Catharines. And yeah, it was a huge, again, like I referenced having those lucky breaks that, that sort of changed the course of your career and, and, and start like put more momentum behind you, put more wind in your sails. And that was definitely one of them because one of the songs that was basically a demo uh, called Food and Trust, got put on the radio uh, and added in rotation at Hits FM. So it was our first time hearing ourselves on the radio. And that track ended up getting like remixed and put on our first album, the same same version of it. Um, so yeah, it, was, it brought us to the attention of radio nationally, and it brought us to the attention of Sony Music, who ended up signing us for... Uh, so there's another thing, you know, you talked about, uh, you're you're a dad. So, you know, like when you are out on the road, like, do you, do you bring your kids or do you miss the fam? Like how, how do you juggle your, your family life and music life? Well, there's no like perfect balance. It's not, it's not easy. Um, but you know, my, my family was sort of formed through the lens of what I do. Like I, I didn't know my wife before that I met her, you know, once I was already in a full fledged career musician and, um, we started having our fam, our kids and making a family that way too. So we've just come up with a few like parameters we try to meet. Like I try not to be away from one in three weeks without either bringing them out or coming home, like booking a couple of days where I can come home between legs. Uh, but they've been all over with me. Like in the fall, they came to Spain and Portugal and on the national tour of Canada that we did the, the year before they came out to the Island, Vancouver Island and British Columbia with us. And so you just, you do your best to like, see each other and, and, and normalize it so that it's not some big weird thing that dad goes off and does. It's just like they can they can hang out and see Soundcheck and eat the rider and hang with the dudes and the crew and, and it just becomes their it's their normal, you know. And are you seeing, because you, you come from a very musical family, are you seeing some musical talent developing in these young ones? Is this the, uh, the next generation trues? My oldest boy, Elliot, is a phenomenal drummer and he, he has been since he was about two when he we, we just would catch him in his car seat in the back of the car, like drumming out on his legs. So we bought him a kit, and like by the time he was like two and a half, he was like ripping, you know, a really <laughs> solid beat. And so he's, he's he's now about to enter into his third kit, and he's only six. Wow. And, and we jam we jam every day, and and you know, fortunately, unfortunately, he always wants to play true songs. Nice, which um, you know. If I was in the middle of a crazy tour or making a record, I'd be like, that's the last thing I want to do. <laughs> but right now, I kind of welcome the chance to keep my chops up on those songs because I haven't been playing live at all. So uh, it's been kind of fun. Well, I tell you, I, I think you need to get a video up of uh, you and your son playing some true songs because that would be cool. That'd be very Well, you cool. know, I just posted I did, a couple days ago, funny you should mention, um, maybe like three or four posts ago on our Instagram. If you go there, uh, there's me and Elliot playing So She's Leaving. Oh, nice. Um, so you can check it out. And, and, you know, if you go back through the, I mean, whatever, my feed or, or the Truth feed, I, there's posts like when he was two, he joined us on stage in Detroit and we did the Beatles Golden Slumber. Come on. 
And it's it's so cute. It's cute as hell. Like if you if you scroll back far enough, I mean, it's just like a little mini human with these sticks that are bigger than him. <laughs> That's so great. That's so great. So tell me about Godspeed Rebel. Now this has been a project. You guys shot this in isolation from your homes, stitched together, edited, produced. What was that like? It was like really weird like for for those who don't know like the the song was was sitting on the back burner the song was recorded uh we were going to put it on the next record and we were meant to make that next record like we were meant to finish it do another 10 songs um in april or may and all of that fell apart because one of the sessions was in nashville and obviously the border closed and then another one was at a studio that shuttered and you know for for the for the quarantine so here we were with like no record that we were supposed to be making but we had this song um, and we decided that we would share it with people again. Like it's just about reaching out and connecting with your fans and like making people feel less shitty about <laughs> what's going on in the world and, and what's going on in their lives. So, you know, we just thought we would give it away. And, um, the, the one thing that did come up was like, you know, nobody had heard of zoom until, until the pandemic. <laughs> and now all I heard about was zoom. So I'm like, well, let's, let's get on this zoom thing. And, and let's make a video for it since none of us can be in the same room together. And and it was a bit disastrous to try to pull it off because like anybody who's been on a Zoom meeting knows like what kind of lag there is and yeah. like when you add music into the mix, it was like so we ended up doing like a hundred takes of it. Uh and we just sent them all off to an editor friend of ours to make it look good. But yeah, it was all done from our individual homes and uh we put it up there on all the streaming services and we're gonna flip the proceeds that are generated from it. Uh, over to the Unison Fund, nice. which kind of take care of people in our industry in times of crisis, which God knows there's plenty of people yeah. uh, in that fit in that category right now. So. That's really cool. That's good of you to do. The, yeah, uh, it's, it's something. It's not you know, people know that streaming isn't isn't hasn't really replaced sales, but it's it's something. It, it feels like you know it's the least we could do. Yeah, nice. Just poking around on your on your website and watching that video and uh, the the YouTube channel, I see there's some fans that have kind of done their own little fun recreation of of the song and the music video as well. This seems to be something that is a current that runs through everything you guys do. You seem to have a very tight connection, a very real relationship with your with your fans. What uh, what does that mean to you guys to to do that? Um. The longer we're at this, the more we realize that that's, that's what your career is. Like, your career is your connection to your fans. Like, they're industry people. I mean, we've all been around long enough to know that they win, you know? Um, and businesses come and go, and, and even where, rec- where records are sold and where music is consumed, that all changes constantly. So, the only real, you know, way to to the people that actually care about you and actually follow you and actually put money down time and time again to see you play and buy your records or download your records. So to me, it's just like a priorities thing. Like we've just decided that that's the priority, you know, like when we first started out, I didn't really realize any of that, you know, like we were one of the lucky ones who got to be massively exposed on TV and radio and all these things early on. And I took a lot of it for granted when I was a young man and I just don't anymore. It's, it's, it's the most important part of the job. Love it. I love it. That's uh, it's nice to see. And, and it's funny that you say all those things because I think watching you guys live, it really comes through that you are there for your fans and that 
you know, it's not just about, okay, we've got to get through these next eight songs, get our paycheck and get the hell out of here. Uh, it's fun. When you guys play, it's a party. And, you know, I know we're going to miss you this year at uh, Sound of Music. We would love to have you there. And, you know, obvious reasons, that's not yeah. happening, but we're well, going to we look down the road. <laughs> we love that festival. I mean, we, we've been playing it since like 2004. Yeah. Uh, that was our first year, and, and we've gone back probably five times, and it's always amazing. The last time was, I think it was 2017. It yeah. was just a beautiful night, and you know, it was just like I think the whole city was there, including everybody out on their boats. Yeah, I can't tell you how good. I mean, you know, probably from experience, but I can't tell you how good that looks from our point of view. You know, just to look out and see all those people and. It's just such a great site, and I will miss it this summer for sure. Absolutely, and that that is actually the joys of the jobs that Brent and I have, is we get to live vicariously through you guys. So while you're playing and making everybody super excited, we're lurking in the wings of the stage, looking out at the same view, uh, yeah. you know, getting that, getting, getting a bit of a contact high just from, you know, seeing what is being created out there. And, you know, I, I know it is something that we are going to sincerely, sincerely miss, but... Uh, it's cool to see how, you know, this this new phrase we were talking about earlier, everybody's all about pivoting. You're pivoting during this time. And it's just cool to see what bands have been able to do and what artists have been able to do. And you're right, it doesn't replace the experience, but it's, it's certainly filling a hole and it's it's filling a need. And I think now more than ever, you know, there's the old saying that nothing brings people together like music and food, which is why all the best parties happen in the kitchen. And you know, I, I'm I'm grateful that artists like you are still finding ways to fill that gap and, and bring that energy and bring that joy in whatever way that you can. And, you know, I guess on, on behalf of our side of the industry, thank you for, for keeping the torch going, really. Well, you know, I mean, it's been heartwarming for me to watch, too, watch everybody sort of snap into action. You know, yeah. it, it's not just the artists, you know, it's, it's the industry at large, too. And I mean, it has been a heartwarming thing to see. And I guess I just chalk it up to like, we love what we're doing and it's not just, it isn't just a paycheck. It's more than that. It's, yeah. it's, it's about, it is about connecting and it is about, I mean, music has no better place than during a hard time. You know, that's when it really helps. So I, I just think that's like a natural reaction for, for people who do what we do is just to like spring into action. And I, I don't think it makes us heroes. I mean, I think the people that are working the, at the hospitals are the real heroes, but I mean, it's like, it's just, the, it feels like the least we can do is just to be there for people when they need it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so the, the last thing I want to ask you about, just because this is a, a really cool project, and when I heard all about this, I, I really, uh, you know, it was one of the things that spurred, we need to get him on the show. Uh, tell me about producing Gord Sinclair. How did that come about, and, and what has that experience been? Um, it was amazing, because, you know, I grew up a hip fan. I mean, yeah. We were massive hit fans. Coming from small town Nova Scotia and being a bar band in Canada, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many hip songs we, we've learned over <laughs> the years and played. And, and every time they came to Halifax, we were, you know, we were on hold on the phone trying to get our tickets and, you know, came up big hit fans and then was lucky enough to become pals with the guys over the years. You know, they've had us have to play with them multiple times. Yeah. And, um, and then Gord co-produced on our album Hope and Ruin. So we've just been really close friends. And then, um, of course, Downey passes away, and um, that's such a massive trauma for the country, but you can only imagine the massive personal trauma it was to his bandmate. Yeah. And uh, it, for, I was trying to be there as a friend of Gord to say, like, whenever you're ready to come back, 
I'll 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 make the coffee. I'll I'll, I'll play the guitar. Yes. I'll do whatever you need. You know, like I'll I'll be there to support. You know, and I mean, basically, like I would I would tune his bass for him if he needed it. You know what I mean? Uh, and then one day he called me and said, "I have a batch of songs and I'd like you to produce them if if you're open to that." So I was like, "Of course." I mean, to be a part of his return to to music was an, was it was an honor to be asked. And and he's, I mean, one thing a lot of people don't know about Gord is he was like a like a, a, a one of the main writers in that band. Everybody wrote, obviously Downey was the main lyricist, but as far as the, one of the prime drivers of the music, uh, right from the earliest days, Gord was such a prolific writer and such a big part of their of their writing. So I and I knew that, and I knew that whatever he had, it must be good. So uh, so I went out to Kingston last summer, and we worked for about three weeks and, and got this record, and it was incredibly fun to do and. In fact, the last thing we were doing when this pandemic shut the world down was we were out doing a tour of theaters in, yeah. in Ontario with him supporting. And then in the encore, we were getting together and doing some hip songs. And it was such a great tour. Cool. And the world was sort of like crumbling around our, our, around our ears, like towards the end of it. Like I think the last day was like the next day the lockdown started. So, uh, but anyway, all that to say, it was a joy to do it. And it's a really, really good record. Nice. Yeah. And yes, it is like the, from the bits and pieces that I've heard thus far uh, and, you know, through various channels, it's uh, yeah, you've got lightning in a bottle. You've got a name like Gord Sinclair and a talent like Gord Sinclair. Uh, it, it's it's got to be amazing. It's got to be an amazing experience. I know we we had talked about, uh, you know, featuring some of that at the festival. And, and I'm really genuinely hoping that come 2021, uh, we'll get all of that back on track and we will see yourself and we will see the trues and uh you know it's we said we were going to take up about 30 minutes of your time and we're, we're done that so we're going to cut you loose but uh i just wanted to say thank you uh sincerely for joining us today uh thank you for everything that you continue to do in this industry the um the support of the unison benevolence fund uh, for those who don't know please go check out the unison benevolence fund um, as John Angus has said, it supports artists and musician, musicians uh, in their greatest times of need. And uh, I think now more than ever, we can all relate to what exactly that means. So, And also, like, just, just to, you know, to add to that, also crew people and, and so many people yeah. get put out of work when tours stop and, um, you know, bus drivers that drive the bands around yeah. and caterers and, and lighting guys and sound guys and monitor guys and system techs. And again, it's like there's this massive ripple effect. Um, that happens, as you guys all know, when, when concerts go under and tours go under. So I just wanted to throw that out there as well. No, absolutely. And it's funny you say that. We, uh, this is uh, my last anecdote of the day. We had a student working with us last summer, and she uh, she comes up to me halfway through the festival and goes, I had no idea that so many people work on a concert. I just figured, like, the band goes out and those guys that tune their guitars, and then they just sort of play. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, there's there's a lot here. And yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of people don't see everyone involved and they are all impacted. So check out the Unison Benevolence Fund. Check out the Trues. Check out their socials. Check out their website. John Angus, McDonald, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right. You stay Great safe. chatting with you. And uh, all the best to you and your family. And uh, give our best from the festival to the rest of the boys. Okay. Likewise, fellas. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Uh, that, uh, that was, that was cool. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that interview. I, you know what I, the thing that I love about John Angus and all the guys in the trues from, if you've ever seen them play live or you've had an opportunity to meet them, those are just genuinely four good guys. Like, 
legitimately four good human beings. Yeah, absolutely. You can you can tell uh, their heart is in the right place. They're they're doing it for all the right reasons. And uh, I mean, how cool would it be to jam with your six year old son? Right. I mean, really. <laughs> my my eleven year old daughter uh, said to me yesterday that she would like to sing with me more, and it like it made me like so happy and so like sad happy all at the same time like it's <laughs> yeah fuzzy it's, inside right? I like warm and fuzzy absolutely and i was like yeah we should do that i'm not crying you're crying like it was yeah that's it yeah that's that it. that would be very cool very cool uh you know the other the other thing that stands out to me and, and we, we knew this even before uh chatting with john angus is that the the emphasis they place on the relationship and the connection with their fans is huge and you know, everyone who uh, idolizes any band, uh, you know, you want that opportunity to feel like you've got a personal connection to them in some yeah. way. And this this new thing they've launched with uh, Patreon, the fan club experience, is is pretty cool. And I'm I'm probably going to slap my ten bucks a month on the table oh, and sign sure. up for it myself. Absolutely, yeah. I I love that stuff. Like it's it's funny too because from what i gather a lot of the material that's going to be up there is going to be very raw it's not all pristinely polished documentary style like you'll get to see some real down and dirty recordings and home videos and photos and that's the kind of stuff that i love like i don't get behind every music doc where it's you know, so overproduced that you're just, oh, this is hard to watch. But the stuff that gives you an insight into these artists, like real life and what their life is like right now and then and how they arrived at X, Y, and Z, like that's the kind of stuff I think is really cool. And I think a lot of that is being showcased through their, uh, this fan thing they're creating. Well, you, you, I think you hit it right there when you said the word real. Yeah. And, uh, that's the opportunity to, to see them being, being real and being, you know, normal people and i often you know we go rock stars there they have this persona and they're up there on the stage but they are a real person yeah right absolutely all right well i think that is just about all the time that we had so again thank you everybody for listening to another psalm session uh with john angus mcdonald of the trues uh please subscribe uh we are so close to 1000 subscribers uh and that makes me i like i'm excited and i'm I don't want to say I'm surprised. Like we, we started this thing, right, Brent? Like we started this thing hoping it was going to be successful. And, you know, now we have almost a thousand people that are tuning in uh, every time we do one. And that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's fun. And, and I think what's happened again is it's ended up, although we didn't intend it to be uh, very good timing, because again, it's a way to stay connected uh, with, with people and fans of the festival and, and, uh, and hopefully bring them some cool experiences too. Absolutely. So do stay tuned. We've got some really cool guests. Uh, our next guest on the show is going to be none other than nineties and two thousands sensation Biff naked. That's going to be a pretty cool show. We're looking forward to talking to her again. Thank you everybody. This has been a Psalm session. I am miles and over on the phone. I'm still Brent here. <laughs> there he is. All right. Thanks and take care everybody.